Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to Winter is Blooming, a Game of Thrones rewatch podcast by us, the Penny Bloom Podcast. And today we are discussing season four, episode four, titled Oathkeeper. This Mm. was written by Brian Cogman, the Cogman. And directed by Michelle McLaren, returning for her third episode in the series. As she also directed a couple episodes in season three, uh, The Bear and the Maiden Fair, if I recall mm-hmm. correctly. And the one after that, Second Sons. Yep, The Bear and the Maiden Fair and Second Sons. And she directs another couple back-to-back here with Oathkeeper and next week's first of his name. So, Michelle McLaren directed four total, and we're about to wrap those up next week. But... Here's three of four. I'm Colton Robertson. I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. Mm. How about it? This is a uh, good one. This yeah. is a goodie. Yeah, this, I, I remember last week I'm like, man, kind of like a little a little dip there, you know, and then we further talked about it. We're like, yeah, well, we just had Joffrey die. We had to kind of, you know, slow things down a bit, see where it was all going. And then now, like... Picked just right back up. Like, you know, everywhere we went, it now stuff is starting to spice up again. Ooh. You see, like, I don't know. Yeah, this was, this was a. This was quality. Yeah. This was quality yeah, shit. Right back uh, into it. Still no yeah. Pedro, though. That was the only. That's right the one like, complaint I'll have. You yeah, know, it, I'm like, God, it, I mean, I might even go with Oberyn Martell as my favorite character anyway. You know, <laughs> no, I won't, but. No, I, uh, one thing that w- that really stood out about this one is that like scenes just kept coming and mm. I'd keep going like, oh, this is probably my favorite. And then another one would happen and I go, oh, wait, that might be my favorite. And then another one would happen. And I'd be like, oh shit, no wait, Maybe that's my favorite. You know, like this is a, it, it's not a, there's one thing that happens in this episode that's like super memorable to me and it's Grey Worm leading the uprising, uh, against, mm. uh, the masters of Marine. Mm-hmm. And uh that's one thing that's always stuck with me. It, even that happened a lot faster than I thought it would. I thought we were still a few episodes away yeah. from that. Like, I don't know why I thought that was like a slow infiltration. Nope, she arrived in Marine last week. That happens this week. I was kind of like, oh, okay, cool. I, I love it. Uh But that was the mm-hmm. only thing from this episode I really, really remembered uh as far as what like stood out. And uh, upon watching this one, man, I'm like, God damn they brought the heat this one just kept getting better and better but uh oh, yeah. No, yeah we got a few locations this week i was we gonna say some. how many are there because it's I, six okay I, I i probably wouldn't say it wasn't everywhere but there was quite quite not a few quite places. another sanus baratheon absence mm-hmm. uh that'll but do it besides that i don't think that we missed out on any storylines particularly i think that we kind of ran 
We hit we brand, which is did. usually the key one. If we if mm-hmm. we missed brand, we didn't get all of them. Um, I think right. Stannis might be the only one that we were really not uh, that we were really not keen to. But uh, Arya, did we get Arya? I don't think we got any Arya and the Hound. Good yeah. call. I think that'd be. I think that'd probably be it. Because who else is even? Because we got Sansa. Yeah, no, that's it. That's that's yeah, definitely think... it. Because we went to the wall. We went beyond the wall even mm-hmm. uh, a couple times. Um, yeah, no, it, I think think we got pretty much everywhere. But uh, yeah, man, this is a goodie. So let's start mm. in Marine, where the episode kicked mm. off, mm-hmm. where Masande is teaching Grey Worm how to speak the common tongue, and this is where he reveals that he uh, all he remembers. Is unsullied, always unsullied, never anything before unsullied. Um, and she's like, "That's not true, dog. I love mm. you, man. I don't yet, but I, I, the seeds are being planted." Uh, he's from the Summer Isles. We learned there. We learned that Masande is from Noth, and that uh, she all that she can remember is that she saw Noth burning as she was taken a slave for Slavers Bay, which is dark. That's really sad. Um. And then they walk in and, you know, Grey Worm kind of stumbles over his common tongue a little bit. Uh, yes. Daenerys, or however he is, uh, Masande, very teacher good, or, you know, yeah, something yeah. like that. And, then and, and I love the way that Daenerys just kind of takes it in stride. They, like, pause for a second, and they're like, I don't want to discourage him, so yeah. I'm not going to say anything. Uh-huh. You'll obviously need to reconvene later. I think, like, yeah. she, she, like it was kind of like a little, little like, uh, so... Obviously, you'll need to continue later because yeah. he's not there yet. No, but it's cute. It's at cute, a different though. time, yeah. I don't know. It was a really cute interaction between them. No, I loved it, and I, again, like it was kind of, and it was a beautifully shot scene. Them sitting next to that fire, and their faces were like trimmed by the mm. orange glow. Like that shit looked hella good, man. And uh, so, yeah. like, I immediately off the rip, I was like, oh man, this is kind of planting seeds for a bigger storyline. That I absolutely adore. Grey Worm and Masande becomes one of my favorite ships in the entire show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, oh, this is this is already good. And then Daenerys is like, so you're going to lead a bunch of ins- unsullied to infiltrate Marine disguised as slaves and convince the slaves to rise up against their masters. You down for that? And I was like, oh, shit. Wait a minute. I already know there's going to be another scene that I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, yeah. we got rolling. You know, they, we watch them infiltrate. You know, they they visit the slave pen where a number of slaves are already discussing rising up. You know, they're mm-hmm. like, she's she's out there, dog. You saw what she did. She's got an army. She can hold it down for us. We we're really nice. set. And, you know, they're too powerful. They're mm. too. Yeah. Like that. Even then, they were still like, nah, we can't. You know, there's nothing we can do. But then, you know, I like how it's the young kind of guy in there yeah. as well as the one that's like. No, we have to, you know, like, do you want to, she is here to free us, you know, like, would you Yeah, and it's one of the older, it's the older gentlemen Mm -hmm. who are like, hey man, I like, this is what life is, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather live, like, he knows he will live, but. Yeah, he says he's seen several slave rebellions, he's watched them fail, he's watched slaves die, and the masters continue, so he's like, hey man, there's just not much point in it anymore for me, and, uh. That's when Grey Worm arrives and tells them <laughs> that they can only free themselves. Uh, Grey Worm becomes my favorite character of the episode here, and he also mm. presents my, my favorite line okay. of the episode here. That's good. Uh, very quickly, Grey Worm 
came in and I was like, I don't think that's going to be topped or topped. Mm -hmm. Uh, But where he says a single day of freedom is worth more than a lifetime in chains. Very simple, simple line, common sentiment, I assume. Mm. Uh, But coming from him, you know, like the because he's gotten a taste of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's not like they they can't know that yet. You know, he's like, y'all, I'm sure you think that now there was probably a point in time where I thought that, too. But I promise you a single day of freedom is better than spending your life in chains. It'll, yeah. it'll change. It'll shake your shit up, bro. Uh, and I, I love, you know, he even walks in there and he has to like, kind of say who he is. Like he, I'm the mm-hmm. one they call gray worm. Like I, I am Torgo Mudo. Yeah. Um, but then even like, even after all that, there's a guy's like, well, we're not soldiers like you, you know, like we can't fight. What are we going to do? We don't have, we any don't weapons. have weapons. Boom. Gray worm, yeah. Gray worms like, we got you. You know, yeah. like you think we you didn't go. come prepared with weapons, bro? And the way he's yeah. like, there are three of you for every one of the masters. Literally, no reason you can't fuck their shit up. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna figure it out, and everything's gonna be cool. We see one master on screen get killed, and then we're just kind of up left to assume, like, yeah, it was that easy. Like, yeah, it was like it was just very bang, bang, bang. Like you're right. Like it was like, oh, we are getting this. Like this is happening now. Like in yeah. Marine, like. Wow, it is kind of moving fast. And yeah, whenever like, he walks around that corner and sees that painted on the wall, kill the masters, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, we're here. This is this is happening right now. And they start closing in on him on all sides. I was like, you know what? <laughs> that shit, that was, and uh, a scene that I haven't exactly landed on my scene because mm. there are so many top contender there, you know, yeah. like that's just immediately they kicked the episode off on a high note. Uh, but with Grey Worm getting my character and my line, That's I feel nice. like I might. Yeah, I, might that, I like that. The love because I I had a different vein, a different guy that uh, the spark was lit for him on the read. Yeah. Like I feel like he's he's just now begun uh, yeah. for real. So I don't know. I, I didn't didn't think about that, but that's. I, maybe just because it opened with it, and it was yeah, no, like immediately off rip, and there's so much yeah. that happens after that you're just kind of like you get yeah. lost in it, you know, because they kind of spend. I think all of what happens in Marine happens at the beginning of the episode, and then they move on. Like you don't, yeah, I think, you know, uh, they might cut away once, but they come back very quickly. Uh, because after the uprising is a resounding success, and the city is hers, Daenerys is standing there watching over the masters who are being herded like cattle. And she's like, uh, how many, how many slave children did they crucify on the way in marking each mile? 163, 163. She looks at gray worm. She goes, yep. Just nods. It's like, yep, go ahead. Uh, and he orders the unsullied and they get to work. They go ahead and crucify some masters of uh of marine and sir barristan's like hey you know we uh i mean i get it but we ain't got to do all that you know that's are you sure you know he's like well and again on rewatch that pivotal monologue from Tyrion in the last episode where he's like you know she crucified slave masters and slavers bay who can blame her they're terrible men but, you know, the most honorable man in the show who we've been shown is the most honorable man in the show is like, you know, I don't I don't think you got to do all that, bro. You know, uh, like, you, you know, know, on first watch, you're like, nah, fuck off, Barristan. Hang him on the crosses. Fuck this shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. It is it now. I am kind of like on. And this. even so, I'm still kind of like that. It's just I mean, kind of like, oh, it's just it's just showing you the. You're like, oh, that does make sense. She was very. It's about her principles. Yeah, you know, like uh, they they made her see a bunch of just innocence on her way to Marine, and she was like, well, they're probably gonna die anyways, right? These mm-hmm. these masters, they're dead anyways. Yeah. Like the, I mean, someone's gonna kill them. Yeah, they're either getting burnt by the dragons or mm-hmm. they're hanging out to dry, you know. And I feel, you know, I mean, it is kind of, yeah, it is kind of like on the like on this middle ground. Like on on first watch, I'm definitely like, oh fuck them, fuck them all, hang them all up for for longer, you know. I don't know, like some like make it make this a spectacle, even more of a spectacle somehow. But but yeah, no, this like she's definitely like every time we've seen something like. She is always victorious. Like, she's won every time. And every time, like, the people are in love with what she's doing as well. So, like, she is just being, like... Yeah, we cut after that, after the guy gets killed and it's a bunch more Misa, Misa, you know? Like, they're like, this is Mm -hmm. is mother, you know? Uh, Like, that's... It's oh, yeah. and I, her rise is just really really cool to see, especially given that like she is so righteous, you know. Um, she she knows that her way is the right way, at least mm. as far as she's concerned, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. more she uh, goes ahead and does the deed. More braids in the in the hair as well yes. after this victory, which was nice. Um, now it's an hasn't has been kind of stagnant for the last couple episodes, but but now we we got some more. Oh, we got a we got a pretty cool shot here at the end of the scene, where you like listen to the cries of the crucified. You like hear it reach Danny while she's at the top of the pyramid. That's it's like draped in the banner of House Targaryen over the golden harpy up there, and uh, she's she's officially conquered Slaver's Bay. The job is done. She's accomplished all she set out to do. So, uh, yeah, Daenerys uh, was was another contender for my favorite character, and Amelia Clark a contender for the performance. Uh, but Grey Worm, man, I felt like he stole the show while we were in Marine there. Just uh, you, you know, it was the first stepping stones of him actually becoming a character. It felt like he's always just kind of been there. He's always just kind of, you know, yes, ma'am, I'll do this, sure. Um, mm-hmm. and now we get to see him step into his own. And Jacob Anderson, another wonderful actor who does a good job in this uh in this role and so i it is always I love Daenerys, had to go great worm it is always impressive these people that are just speaking languages that mm-hmm. just aren't even real like in the first place and he's like having language lessons mm-hmm. over it as well you know like obviously the english you know all that like that's for real but like everything else made up but they're still like you hear the inflections in their it's voice very very clean. And everything. yeah um did I guess because we didn't really get to see the action? Did Grey Worm just he said like it, it needs to come from you guys, you know? And he gave him all the weapons and everything. Did he also help out and like help fight with them? Yeah, or did yeah. He, he was in the front of one of the like lines of people charging oh, the guys. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if I if I remember correctly. I didn't that. Okay. Yeah, of, of yeah. one of the four lines of people going to kill that guy, I'm pretty sure he was at the front of one of them. Um, oh yeah, no, that's that's great worm right there. Yeah. Okay, that's sick. 
that sick. Uh, yeah, and it only it takes up until twelve minutes, and then it switches to it is all in one chunk. There's no cuts. You just see at Marine all in one go, and I mean it starts after the intro, which is at like the episode. Episode actually starts at like three, almost four minutes. So this all happened in less than ten minutes, which is yeah, kind of like, awesome. Bam! Yeah, here you go. She's she's on her mission. And she's well, and that's what's crazy about this season. This season is so good, anyway. You know, Mm. this ten minutes could have been an episode or two. You know, and they just were like, "We don't need all that." Nope, she's done it twice before. Well, that's why. Like, that's why it makes it seem so easy. This is the third one. It's the last one. She's there. You know, it's like. Hey, dog, we got this shit figured out. And she didn't even need to call in the dragons for anything, notably absent for a little bit now. Um, that <laughs> yeah, CG budget. Yeah, getting expensive. We got some dire wolves, you know. That's, yeah. That's what they're. And they looked good. So it's like. Yeah, yeah you could tell. Like, I, I at first, I, I never really understood that. You know, I'm like, really? Dire wolves? Like, is that really as hard as a dragon? You know, but then. The fur and the. Every single like thing it's probably like, harder than yeah, a dragon it is like i because we probably, know what dogs look like yeah dragons we have no fucking clue we could just be like well the lighting's a little off there it doesn't really match and composited yeah. right that's like the only thing you can really tell if it's off or if it looks a little too cartoony but they've got gotten past the cartoony aspect it's just like if they don't fit in with lighting or not but mm-hmm. yeah the direwolves that's that's a lot easier to tell but man they were they were looking Looking fine though. Yeah, they look good. The dragon look good in this one, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that that concludes the story in Marine, and we head to the Wall after that, Ooh. where Jon Snow and Gren are taking the taking the time to teach several recruits, including Locke and Ollie, uh, how to fight against wildlings. I loved the examples they were setting. You know, the he's like they love to fight with two weapons, so the first thing you're going to want to do is disarm. Mm-hmm. And I love that Gren is like. 100% trying, but just getting absolutely sunned by John. <laughs> and then, like, you don't even realize that he's not the one being taught necessarily. <laughs> he's just, he's helping the instructor, you know, cause then he turned, like, Ollie's like, I'll go. And he's like, Hey, bro, you just, you just stand back for a little bit. It's okay. Uh, I was the best archer in my town home. Uh, and he's like, I believe you. We'll go hunting one day, but now you just sit back. And I was like, okay, Gren. I fucks with you, dog. Yeah, like that. I don't know. This, I was speaking to someone who's coming into their own now, and the spark has been lit for me, and it's it's John. It's John yeah. Snow, this episode. And you, you just see how good of just a natural leader that he is. You know, he's not, he's just, he's wanting to train these people because he knows this threat might be coming. Mm. And, like, it's something as simple as, like, yeah, they fight with two weapons in their hands. You want to disarm them. And, like, at first, if they don't know that, They'll see them and probably just be scared and like, holy fuck, how do I deal with two? Yeah. You know, they, it'd probably be like a surprise thing, but, but now that it's just mentioned in there, thrown well, in Well, he's there. the one who's been out there, you know? He spent the time with yeah. them. It makes sense for him to be the one who teaches them how to do shit, you know? And Alistair Thorne is a big dumb pussy for thinking otherwise. Um, yeah. But speaking to him coming into his own, Jon Snow, Kit Harrington got my performance. Yeah. I, I'm I'm struggling like that. That's the 
like the scene that I think I'm going with is, is coming from here. But it was it was because of his performance that I was like, wow, like mm-hmm. okay, this is this is Jon Snow now. Like he he has fully enveloped the character. And I was trying to think of anyone else who who could step up to his performance this this episode. There's a there's a few people because I, Kit Harrington. I kind of went with him because I was just like, I, I mean, I did love his performance, but it was also that nobody had like a a standout wallop of a performance. They were, it was again, one of those episodes where everyone's just firing on all cylinders. Everyone's performing that character exactly as you know them to do it. The other one that I would have been considering was Peter Dinklage Mm. as, as per usual. He's, uh, he's very good and we will get to that later, but, uh, yeah, no, this whole thing from Kit Harrington, whenever, uh, Alistair Thorne is like, nah, man, you're a steward. Grin's a ranger. How about you go find a chamber pot to clean out? And then he gets up in his face and he's like ready to strike him. And Alistair Thorne's like, oh, dude, you, you traitor's bastard. Throws that out so much. You know, yeah. he's just, he wants John to do something, you know, and it's, uh, like he, he knows he's wrong. Like, I, like mm-hmm. Thorne knows he's wrong. Like, I'm no, not- 100%. All he cares about is getting, finding a way to kill Jon Snow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I love the whole time during this whole thing. There's one guy that's unconscious, like, or I guess maybe I don't know uh, if. Uh, oh yeah, Locke knocked his Locke, ass out. Locke knocked whoever he was fighting out, and that dude's just laying on the ground unconscious. And then like yeah. it even it even pulls back. Like after John leaves, you know, and he's like, "All right, whatever, got it, got to stay strong, can't do anything about it, whatever, <laughs> you know." And then it just pulls back. You, the guy's just still on the ground, just not moving at all, and like just just laying unconscious. Like that's that's kind of just the Thrones humor. That's thrown yeah. in there. Like, I don't know. Well, there's... then you get, like, there's some that I think can fly under the radar just because there's so many storylines going on. Locke is there to kill John. Really? Yes. He was sent there by Ramsey and... My and God. them. Yeah. Because whenever he told his story, he's like, why are mm-hmm. you here? And he's like, well, I didn't want to get my hand cut off. And I'm like, nope. What? that actually happen? I'm like, nope. so that just happens off screen. He ends up. Well, Ramsey like, there, there was a moment a couple episodes ago between Ramsey and Roos where he was like, and you know, Jon Snow's up at the wall. He's half Stark. They might, they might want his, they might follow him next and they don't say they're going to send Locke, but that's why Locke's there. Uh, and so, uh, something uh, interesting about like the way the camera like lingers on him in moments where it's like, He's plotting, you know, uh, whenever he volunteers, it's because it'd be easier to kill him without bit, be get, without getting found out if they're north of the wall. Yeah, I forgot about that completely. I just, I, I actually thought I'm like, man, this dude's kind of a homie, you know, like showing up at Castle Black, like, mm-hmm. and so for the cause, like, yeah, I hate all these stuck up highborn, you know, whatever. And, he, you know, as they're referring to Thorn, you know, yeah. And he's like, if kind of find, you know, John found like a, I mean, he already has his friends, you know, John and But someone on equal footing. Yeah, you know, yeah. he watches Locke son that guy and he's like, So you've been trained. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, so you know how to fight. Yeah, it yeah. was like two two guys I don't know just getting together like ah you know, we've both been trained in these arts, you know. Yeah, right? no, and that's why it's so disappointing that Locke's not there to be his Dang. friend, you know? Like, cause if this is what Locke was actually like, he'd be dope. You know, like, uh, why did I think that for a second? This dude's an absolute cock. Like, at every point, like, in the story, he's never been a good guy. That's how believable he is, you know? Like, uh, and, and that's the other thing. The show's so grand. It's so, there's a crazy, just, if you scroll to the bottom of the fandom, 
There's 13 people starring and 31 people guest starring. There are 31 people credited as guest stars in this episode. So that's one of those things where just naturally you're going to lose sight of some shit. You know, some stuff is going to fly under the radar and Locke and his subtle storyline where he just shows up at the wall is one of those things. Like I remember watching this for the first time and not even fully realizing that was Locke just kind of being like, that's a, oh, there's a new guy north of the wall. Cool. he's got a he's got a look to him you know it's not like Mm -hmm. creepy but it's like you'd be afraid of him like in this universe you know like he looks unhinged he looks like he's ready to pop off at any moment oh man yeah i forgot i completely forgot about that like yeah so wow that's another just interesting thing like Locke is he's basically being a spy right now plotting his killing of john which is interesting you know but uh Hmm. Yeah, John leaves the yard, talks with Locke for a second, uh, and then we see Jano Slint, who got sent to the wall by Tyrion back in mm-hmm. season two, I think, um, points out that, points out to Thorne that, John, people like John, you know, you might want to go ahead and sanction that mission north of the wall, uh, because, you know, it might be better for you if he dies. If not, he might end up being the Lord Commander, you know? Yeah, uh, because Maester Amon's he's itching for a new for a new election, you know, and uh, he's far more likely to succeed Gior than Alistair is. Oh yeah, so, uh, yeah. I mean, I think even the Slint is that his name. Uh, yeah, Jano Slint. Yeah, Janos Slint. Yeah, the, you know, just he, he even said at the beginning, he's like, you know, they like him, they don't like you. Yeah. You know, like he was just very honest. He's like, yeah, they do not like you at all. You really just got to send this guy out there. Yeah, the only like, reason you'd get voted in is because of seniority. You know, like that's kind of like if he doesn't die, though, like if you sanction this and John comes back victorious from this, you're sealing then, that victory. Then, yeah, you're you're even more in the dirt of like, so uh, it is kind of a it's the best like, opportunity to have him killed, though. You know, yeah, like that's, that's just yeah. It's they're already lost. Like if especially the election since happens, they don't know that one of the guys they're going to send with them is already plotting to kill the guy. <laughs> you know, like the amount of odds stacked against yeah. John are just fucking insane. <laughs> At some point, he does get murdered. You know, yeah. like that's <laughs> he actually does. Yeah, they're like, all right, we've had it. We got to do something about you, John. You're too goddamn good. Let's stab that's you. That's what makes like John and Tyrion storylines like so fulfilling is that they are just the underdogs who rose to the top without yeah i mean john's without even trying you know he just he's just trying to survive and as he survives people are like oh i fucking love this guy yeah. you know like uh and i can't blame them one bit love me some john snow but uh he's yeah. perfect i don't know this this was the episode where i finally am like i'm hmm. on like i i want castle black that's like kind of the main story yeah well now. in season four this guess, is peak Castle Black stuff, yeah, uh, and in the season Tyrion. five. Like, King's Landing is kind of popping, you know, like, that's gonna get crazy with Tyrion. Season Pride. four is just, I, it's probably very genuinely the best season of the show. Yeah, and, yeah, that's, oh man, we got like, there's so many good things happening. And, yeah. John is just, you know, every time, like, even when Locke first came up, like, a bastard, huh? Yeah, like, John yeah. Snow, yeah, my, my father was highborn, but my mother wasn't. You know, just even hearing him say that. Like, and just have it just be so, he he doesn't even know. Like, he has no idea, you know. Mm-hmm. But just uh, whenever you're watching on rewatch, you're just like, oh, 
if you only knew, John, you yep. know, like, uh, I just, uh, he's, I love, I love this storyline. I think this is kind of where it ignites, like. Yeah, this is when it starts. Uh, like, it's yeah. like, you're already, like, you've already been building with him. You already kind of like him a lot more than you did at the beginning, but. Mm. And we'll get there in a second. You know, uh, Slint convinces Alistair to go ahead and allow John's deal. Uh, to go deal with the uh, mutineers. And uh, meanwhile, Samuel Tarly is, you know, expressing his concerns to John. He's like, well, shit, if I'd have known that they were raiding villages and stuff, I wouldn't have put him down. In Mo- I wouldn't have put Gilly down in Molestown, dude. What the fuck am I going to do? Uh, and John's like, hey, dog, I get it. I love you, man. And I hope Gilly's safe. But, you know, this shit ain't easy. Um, You can't go down there. You can't, you can't abandon your post. You can't take her anywhere. You were the one who brought me back when I thought about doing it, you know? So I, I'd be damned if I don't do the same for you. Sam's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then we get that subtle allusion to the fact that they've already discussed Sam having met Bran. Mm. Where he's like, you know, and ever since you told me Bran was alive, like, how do you, how do you think I feel? Don't, don't you think I want to go beyond the wall and, He's like, dude, I promise I tried my best. You know, like, I tried to get him to stay. I told him he didn't want to go up there. John's like, I know, I know. That's peak friendship right here, John and Samwell. Just kind of, we haven't got to see them just together in a while. You know, I think it was like season one, whenever they were talking about losing their virginity and stuff. Like, that's the last time I can really remember them. No, they've been through some shit. Yeah. Together, you know, not not necessarily together, but just in their own in their own ways, they've been through some shit. And well, Sam, they've both fallen in love since then. John actually did lose his virginity. Yep. You know, there's they've, they've just grown a lot in the last few seasons. It's cool to see them come back together and just kind of be firing on all cylinders. But, I love uh, when anyone's also just standing over a map in Game of Thrones, like I don't know why. Just it's always cool. Like even Stan, like Stannis. In the war room, just or maybe maybe it's not the war room. I feel like yeah, the war room and and, at Dragonstone. Yeah, yeah, like Stannis in there always just looks cool. Like every time, even though I really don't care about Stannis and his storyline all that much. But like just John, like he's you know just standing above a map and Sam, you know, it's just like a kingly thing to do, I guess, Mm. in the show. You know, like you always see Rob, like he's always in the tent, you know, over the map moving the pieces around or whatever and or or like um i don't know i'm trying to think of in king's landing who we really see the most doing probably Tywin. yeah Tywin. he's not really it's just he's doing shit all the time he's He's always always doing something doing something yeah but but john here he's like just looking over a map and and like while sam is talking to him like yeah no i really gotta go i really gotta do this and he's just you know still plotting he's like he's so Fast with like, oh god, Gilly, what am I gonna do about Gilly? And John's like, yeah, well, the wildlings are gonna attack from the north and the south, so I gotta figure out how to, you know, like, uh, and he's he's the only one looking over a map, bro. You telling me there's nobody else here who has the care to go ahead and check this shit out? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, because I mean, I think it's whenever they're looking at the map, and he was like, yeah, you know, I should go too, or whatever. He's like, well, what about Bran? And John's actually kind of like, well, man, how how far could they have gotten? You know, he's yeah. like, where could they have gone? You know, and it's and then they arrive. They're like, well, every every place is abandoned, but Craster's keep. And they're like, yeah. well, that's maybe probably where they go. 
Could they? Oh, God. And then conveniently, Locke walks in and is like, Mr. Snow. Uh, and he, he brings John to Thorn, who sanctions his mission to Craster's Keep on the condition that he secures volunteers rather than ordering anyone along. I thought I made and, like a, I thought Locke heard Bran's name and then now he knew that Bran was alive, but they knew that from Theon before. Oh yeah. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I thought that that wasn't known to them, but, uh, okay. Yeah. never mind. Yeah. I forgot. That, now they might know where Bran is, That's you know, true. it's, it, and you know, they kind of wanted to kill Bran anyway. So if he is at Craster's keep and they're sanctioning the mission to Craster's keep, he might be like, Oh, two birds. You know, one stone. I can I can knock this shit out easy. Yeah, yeah, Locke is Locke is in. Yeah, he's like, like, wow, this is going really well for him. Locked in. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, did I I actually say that? No, but you said Locke is in, and I just I I mean, there you go. I've connected the dots. Hmm. You didn't connect it. I've connected them. Hmm. Uh, But uh, this is the scene where Kit Harrington really got my performance. It's when he like. It's yeah. kind of an encapsulation of John's character at large. I feel like going forward where he has no interest in leading, you know, the way that he like turns around after Alistair tells him this and he kind of looks at the crowd of dudes and he's like, you can tell he's like nervous and he like steps down and he brothers brothers. Yeah. Like kind of, you know, like not loud enough at all to get no. out. Of yeah. You got like, Gotta be grand to fucking. Yeah. You need a hype man, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, nice uh, and up. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, that speech. Let's see. Uh, that's an interesting council to think of right now. Like Sam, if, if like John were to just be in power right now, who's he picking for his, you know, his council? Like Sam's obviously the maester, grandmaster. Oh, like, of course. You know, you, Samwell might even be the fucking hand that's at this point. Say. It could be, but like pretty much both. But Gren might be the hand just because. Yeah. I bet Gren would be master of war. Yeah, that makes more sense, actually. And Dolores Ed would be Master of Coin. Hmm. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, he doesn't have, a, I guess, a lot of people to choose from right now. No, not particularly. Not at the moment. But I, I, I like Grin being the one to, hey, like, yeah. listen to my boy, you know. Like, yeah. I don't know what he's about to say or what he's about to do, but. I just know that he's up. got he's got yeah. important shit to say. And Gren, again, first one to stand up. When he's called upon, you know, like he's the first one to be like, all right, yeah, I'm rolling with you. I got you, dog. Um, Which I absolutely love, followed closely by, you know, uh, Dolores Ed and a few more men and then Locke. And all the while, the guys keep rising and Thorn and Slint are like, you got to be fucking kidding me. They love this guy that much. You know, I didn't think anyone would volunteer for the shit, you know. Uh, Yeah, well, at first he was like. You know, Mance is coming, and if he knows all this stuff, like, we're fucked, you know, if he learns that information. He's like, if that's not good enough for you, your Lord Commander, our father, was yeah. killed. If we're brothers, like, Lord Lord Commander Mormont was our father. Yeah, and, and like, you, you saw, like, some of the people in the crowd that were like, oh, yeah, like. Yeah, that little, like, French dispatch yeah. in the office of Howitzer at the beginning where they're all, like, they're all, like, mumbling over each other. Kind of had one of those moments there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, people, I don't know. And, and I like seeing all the, like, facial acting of everyone around, like, especially mm-hmm. Thorne being like, fuck. He's like, damn, this dude is just 
kind of undeniable. You know, yeah. like not much, not much you can do. Um, was Aemon there? I didn't. Re- I didn't. Wasn't. I think he's there. sitting up there next to Thorn and Slint. He's just kind of sitting back, listening. I suppose not watching. Um, yeah, I can't probably. Yeah, I can't really see. Well, but uh, yeah. Locke's like, I'll go, and John's like, Yeah, I can't, I can't do that, bud. I appreciate your dedication, but you're, a, you're a recruit. I, it's just not allowed. He's like, Then let me take my vows. Then I'm officially a Night's Watchman for my family down south. Like wild dedication, and mostly because I think he knows, like, Roos is Warden of the North. So if Locke swears his vows and then just deserts, Roos isn't gonna fucking kill him, you know, the way Ned did. Uh mm, that's true. Yeah, there is a new warden of the north. Yeah, and it's not the rules kind of aren't the same and you got a whole different Lord Commander up there that doesn't give a fuck really about yeah, anything right. too. So like yeah, this is Well a, Thorne, you know, that's one thing I will give Thorn credit for is that as much of a piece of shit as he is, he truly does care about the Night's Watch, you know, and I don't think we've gotten a good glimpse of that yet, but I, we do in the coming episodes um, as the 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 uh, wildlings really start to bear down on them and stuff gets more intense. He, he kind of prevails as sort of a, you know, th- there's a reason he's top two in the running. You know, people know his dedication yeah. to the watch is true. That's fair. Um, and uh, that, that that's that's what's interesting is that he'd definitely want to get Locke's head. But there's not much you can do if the warden in the north is like, nah, we good. Deuces. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, Castle Black's only 100 men now. So, like, if... Yeah. And if the wildlings are coming, it's like, well, I can't spare men to go find Locke, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But man, I just didn't even completely forgot about Locke's storyline. How did I not like he's coming from House Bolton? <laughs> Do you like, remember how Locke dies? Yeah. No. Peak. Peak death. Uh yeah, it's no. not far away either. It's probably next episode. Um Sick. No, yeah. I, yeah, I if next it. episode is when they get to Craster's. Craster's because the, the it's at the raid on Craster's Keep is when when he dies. Okay. Yeah, next week. Woo! Next week is fucking good. Is it Next summer? week is fucking good, dude. I love is that episode. Is it by episode. a human or is it by a dire wolf? It's by a human. Okay. Okay. So not I, and it's I fucking feel like gnarly. I summer killing someone. I think that's probably uh uh fucking Oh, Bran. His, yeah, uh, Brand. Uh, well, yeah. I think Boy. it's Ghost. I think Ghost kills the oh, dude so. who like teases him, teases him with water and stuff at the end of this episode. Wait um, a minute. What what direwolf is trapped at Craster's right now? Uh, is ghost. It? it is Ghost. Okay, yeah. So they Summer they have Summer. That's Brands. Yeah, Dire Brands Wolf. is Summer. Yeah, okay. Yeah, now now I'm now I'm locked cuz I think I I thought I remembered Ghost getting out of the cage. And then just it's just going to town. Pretty sure he gets rasped, that big dude who like teased him with like water dumping it out and stuff. And uh, you know, I'm pretty sure he gets his ass, which is fulfilling. But uh, that does conclude our story at the wall. 
and we will mm-hmm. return to Beyond the Wall at the very Ooh, end of this yeah, thing. Yeah, so okay. we're going to head to King's Landing next, where during their sword training, Bronn is imploring Jamie to visit his brother Tyrion. You know, he's like, you know, you ever hear the story of how I came into your brother's company? Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, yeah, you know, you you volunteered to fight for him at the Eyrie. He's like, yeah, I did, but only after Lysa said it had to happen that day. You were his first choice because he knew that you'd come running from wherever, whenever you'd ride day and night to defend your brother. My line he, of the episode, I think, oh, was yeah. for Braun right here. And, like, because of how Braun is, like, kind of riding for Tyrion here, he's like, dude, you haven't even checked on him? Like, for real? Like, let me maybe tell you a detail you don't know about. But then it was right. more of, like, seeing Jamie's reaction. Like, oh, like, wow, I'm kind mm-hmm. of shit you know like i haven't even actually well, gone shit's down gotten real complicated for jamie That's and true. again immediately trying to redeem him like they are trying to redeem him right now they're not even trying to redeem him they are picking up from where he was in season four episode two and just acting like what happened last week didn't fucking happen you know like even the conversation he has with cersei later I don't get hints of, you know, you, you sexually assaulted me next to our son's dead body less than a couple days ago. You know, like just a complete ignorance. And one of those things that makes me just really, really rub the wrong way with D and D like, because like, that's the thing is that if you act like that didn't happen, his story is great. As of right now, you know? Yeah, if that if that one event... Like, I guess in the books, it was... Maybe they just thought that they played it off as, like, how it went down in the books, how it was less rapey and more of just, like, a... I, keep, I, I don't know. I'm trying to find anything, like, that no. to make it make sense. I have no idea why they thought that was the right choice. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, that's... And there's, it's weird. Like, every good moment that you have with Jamie now, it's kind of like... Tainted. Yeah. It's it's like, wait, really? Like, instantly? Like, yeah, you're right there treating it as if it just didn't happen whatsoever. Yeah. That's that's what annoyed me about it, is that, like, I'm, I'm just so bewildered as to that choice because l- literally, you can even ignore it and the story doesn't change which means it was put in there for no fucking reason that's true you know which is at that point you kind of go now why'd you do that you know now it's more i have like i have beef with what your fantasies are dnd you know like that's uh yeah because if 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 i could literally remove that event flick it aside and it doesn't change a single fucking thing. Cersei doesn't treat him any different than she did before. They don't even acknowledge it. Jamie doesn't act like anything happened. You know, there's no, there's no like, I, hey, I fucked up. I really did that wrong. You know, like that's. Are they trying to make us think that like this isn't the first time? You know, like maybe that's what they're going for. That like this is Jamie's done this before. I don't but know. Even no, I don't that, think so. It's like that's even worse. You know, like I don't like I, there's no real solution that makes it okay, like right 
for the store. Like, obviously, it's bewildering. Yeah, like it's obviously not right. The action, whatever. That's no right. But like, even right in the context story. of the story, yeah. like, if Cersei, if Jamie like walks into the, and I guess she doesn't, she does ice him out. You know, she doesn't necessarily. She she calls him Lord Commander. After he calls her your grace, though. Yeah. Like he walks, and I think that's why I I, yeah. I like he walks in saying like you sent for me your grace and she's like oh your grace how oh, how cordial yeah and I'm like wow really that's yeah, where we man, are now I don't know like just bizarre choices mm-hmm. made for that for that reason because literally the, like I've never noticed that either that they just act like it didn't fucking happen you know it it's not even like they're trying to redeem him after that. Because even the struggle he's facing here, the reason he hasn't gone to visit Tyrion is because it would make Cersei mad. Yeah. You know what also might make Cersei kind of mad? Sexually assaulting her next to your son's dead body. You know? What the fuck? Like, what the fuck is the conf? Like, what what are we doing there? Like, Like, it's just such a bizarre choice that did not need to happen. If Cersei, you know hit it from everyone else because she you know no one can even know that her and jamie are even a thing you know or whatever so she has to hide that from everyone else but like that we had a scene where it was just cersei and just jamie in a room by themselves the next episode and no like argued, that's just... i guess you know they had a bit of a little argument but it was nowhere near the argument they should have had they've had tension they've had tension the entire season you know yeah. like it's not like it's it's not like oh this just happened Ever since he got back, it's been like this. And there was a substantial action last week that should have changed things dramatically. You know, and nothing comes of it. Um, I just think it's bizarre. I just think it's bizarre. And uh, But yeah, Jamie ultimately decides to visit Tyrion. And he, he conf- you know, <laughs> Tyrion's like, uh, you here to kill me? And he's like, well, you, you know, Cersei... Yeah, Cersei asked me to. You believe that? <laughs> he's like, "Yep." And just, uh, I think I'm gonna go with this as my favorite scene. Them, it them talking in the awesome. black cells. Yeah, um, it was pretty good. Like, I, yeah, everything's kind of tainted with Jamie, you know, kind of now. But this, this one was just a pretty nice brother moment. You well, know? and that's the thing is that if they're gonna treat that like it didn't happen, I might as well treat it like it didn't happen. You know, like, yeah. It's, yeah, don't it's let a, it ruin the rest of the story. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's a bad look for the writers. It's a bad it's a stain on the season as far as that episode and a stain on Jamie's story. But that's a that's a writing issue. I don't think that's a that's a Jamie issue. You know, like if we were if we we're gonna have beef with Jamie, it could go all the way back to fucking when he shoved Bran out of a window. If we're gonna have beef with Jamie, it could be that he has sex with his sister at all. You know, like, uh, there's, there's all sorts of stuff that, like, you could hate Jamie for, and that just, that puts it over the edge. But then to act like it didn't happen is just bizarre. I can't get past it. You know, I have a tough time getting past it. But, uh, you know, he, even down in the cell, though, he's like talking. He's like, man, you have it nice down here. I was, I was covered in my own shit for weeks, man. And Darian's like, yeah, yeah. That's supposed to you get to walk out of this cell, yeah, though. Like, yeah, that's the difference. It's like I'm—I have a trial, trial. You know, I'm—I'm I'm waiting to be executed, 
There's no Catelyn Stark for me to go ahead and ask to trade me for somebody, you know? It's to make me feel better at all, you know? And Jamie's just kind of like, oh. I don't know, man. Oh, okay. Um, anyways, yeah, she did ask me to kill you. Yeah, you believe that? Like, And the whole, the whole thing where he's like, a line that kind of broke me. Like, I actually cried during the scene, which is why it got my favorite scene. Uh, when Tyrion goes, do you really think I would kill your son? Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I was like, after Jamie's like, don't go there. Like, yeah, yeah. like early in the conversation, he's like your, or like her son, you know, mm-hmm. he was like her son. He's like, don't, don't go there. And then, but yeah. then he's like, do you really think I would kill you? You know, like just getting like, go past. Yeah, and, then, and then he re- retorts with, do you really think I would kill my brother? Yeah. Oh man, that's a. I was like, yeah. that's a good fucking scene, man. So I think that's probably what I'm going to go with. Mm. Uh, just that whole interaction. It was Nikolaj Kosterwaldau and Peter Dinklage getting to act their asses off across from each other, and uh, I just, I really, really enjoyed it. But uh, so was I don't know lit pretty well too. Like for oh yeah, like, again, like, great a looking episode. Beautiful episode. episode. Yeah, th- mm-hmm. like last episode, I think we were like. Kind of like yeah. didn't really have anything to it. It was nice looking, you know, for Thrones and everything. It, it's always going to be pretty nice, but but this one was. I don't know. I watched on my TV as well. I yeah, finally totally lit. Finally, I've been watching all of them on my laptop, which has a pretty. It's a pretty good screen. It's nice, but it, it right. does, a TV that's different. You know, that's a yeah. whole different experience. So I'm finally watching on my TV, and maybe that's why I think this one is maybe a little visually better, just because I'm seeing way more of it. But I. I I've been watching the Blu-rays, and last night I was too lazy to even get up and put it in, so I just went ahead and watched it on Max. Hmm. And even not watching it on Blu-ray, I thought this was visually brilliant. And I've watched, I I think I've watched every episode since season two premiere on Blu-ray. So, like, that's kind of the the benchmark is I've, I've, I've always every once in a while, I'll be like, I got to see what this looks like on Max. I just like, I don't believe I, as I'm watching it, I'm like, this can't look that much better. You know, I'm like, there's no way. And then I compare and contrast. I'm like, ah, oh, goddamn, yeah, that looks. It looks, really does. Look like looks better. You know, I mean, not like, oh my god, it's game changing. You, you'll, I'll never watch it another way again. You know, but like, it the resolution is higher, the colors are richer, the darks are darker. It's it looks yeah, good. You know, I'm, yeah, like a Blu-ray. That's that's the actual like source. That's the essence. That's like the source. Like material basically mm-hmm. but then on max it's compressed to shit it's on yeah. the internet so it's already compressed and it's like yeah, no, like it, blu-rays i mean like I, I said they don't change the game but they change the game a little bit like it looks it yeah. looks fucking good but that's what stood out about this episode is that even so it would have looked fucking brilliant on the blu-ray and it looked great on max you know so that's that's kind of where i was coming from there um but this scene fantastic fantastically lit uh Tyrion, you know he's like you want to know what's going to happen? I, I, like the real killer could step up, could go to Cersei, re- reveal irrefutable evidence and a confession. And Cersei would still kill me. You know, like that's, that's where we're at. You know, that's just, that's just how it's going to go. And, and he says, you know, the trial is even worse because at least one judge has always wanted him dead. And that judge is his dad. And, uh, Oh man. Yeah. The, it was- yeah. Tyrion's had nothing but time to think, you know? Yeah. And, like, even whenever Jamie's like, I'm sorry I didn't come earlier, he was like, well, 
Yeah, like he wasn't even like it's okay. He was no, like, he was like, yeah, no, that that like, fucking sucked, man. <laughs> that was yeah, that was like, yeah, you really did take your time. Like I've, yeah, but he's, I don't know, he, you're, I don't know, that could be a perf- like he did have a very good performance just in that one scene. I think maybe mm-hmm. I, I went with Kit Harrington more just because he was spread out more throughout the episode, and then he had that speech, you know, right, with right. everyone standing up, feeling a little more grand, but. There's, There's just this like two people in a cell and he's mm-hmm. like, that's, that's almost harder. You know, he doesn't yeah. have all that gravitas behind him of people standing he, up to fight for him and everything. It's almost harder to act completely defeated. You know, he's, he's just hopeless. He's just kind of like, yeah, man, I'm going to fucking die and I'm ready for that. I'm not, re- I don't want it to happen, but like, it's going to happen. So here I am just waiting to fucking die in here, you know, like, and that's just kind of the energy he's putting off and it's, it, it's coming through very profoundly, but Jamie tells Tyrion here that Cersei is offering a knighthood to whoever captures Sansa Stark. Tyrion's like, I know she didn't have shit to do with it. I know that she's got the best motive and that ever, no one would blame her one bit for that sort of thing, but she's also not a murderer. And then, uh, the way that like concludes, with him being like, not yet. Yeah. Yeah, like, not a murderer. Yet. Like, that, yet. that was... Yeah. That was, that was mean, hard. Yeah. That was hard. And then it cuts to her and Littlefinger straight after that, which we will get to later. But just, I mean, I, there's almost no way they knew this because the books haven't been written on that portion or they certainly weren't thinking this far ahead. But that cut there, Sansa orders the execution of Littlefinger. You know, like, Sansa's the one who's like, kill him. Yeah, yeah. That, know, like, that's that's hard. You know? Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, like, the mirroring that was done kind of this episode with him was more of, like, Tyrion being like, yeah, I just know. Like, there's no way it was her. I know it was really satisfying too. Like, yeah. And then, but then Sansa also having that, you know, like, I just know, like there's like, they, they, they haven't really had in many moments that are sweet between them whatsoever, you know, like just got, they've come to this mutual understanding. That's like, you know what? We're both pretty solid, you know, neither of us want this, but we've handled it pretty well. Uh, the edit was done really well. Like the scenes that like, jumped like back and forth like whenever you went to somewhere new it was always there like, was a lot of like the the cuts visually don't over like there's like an overlap with the audio yeah where like they'll cut somewhere and the person from the previous scene is still talking or they'll mm-hmm. stop talking in one scene and the the audio from a new scene will start and i just really enjoyed that like that yeah. Tyrion, a, like, not yet, and, like, cuts to Sansa, and then yes. the end of that. There's one with Olena that fades think, into yeah, John training people. It goes um, from Littlefinger and Sansa to Olena. Damn, you know, that's a like, string of those cuts, yeah, huh? Literally, yeah, literally. It really all is back, like, back to back. And, it and creates goes, a really nice flow in the yeah. editing. Like, it's just, it just really goes together, and it's just really satisfying, but... Nevertheless, uh, to top off Jamie's little story here in King's Landing, he then heads to Cersei, um, who has learned that he visited Tyrion, and he's like, you didn't kill him, though, so the fuck's that? Fuck's up with that? Uh, Oh, our little brother, our poor little brother, you know, you always want to defend the one who his father and sister hate, you know, and he's like, yeah. 
He's like, sorry and shit. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I, I love my little brother. Sorry. Still my uh, brother. Yeah, like, like, Cersei getting a little, little wine crazy here now. You know, like, you could tell. There she, are very few scenes from here on in where she doesn't have a wine glass in her hand. Yep. Yeah, and you could, you can tell that it's, she's, she's turning into, I mean, she's already pretty evil. Um, but she is, she's getting there. Like, she is slowly decaying, you know? Yeah, I'd say more than it, she's hateful. I don't think she's necessarily evil yet. Yeah. You know, like, she she has a great disdain for the world and the people in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she hasn't gotten to the point where she's like, you know what, I'm willing to kill as blow many up. of them as yeah. I need to. Let me, let me actually blow up the entire sept right now with everyone yeah. in it. Yeah, she's not there, that's for sure. Yeah, not yet. She but, will. She's not a murderer, not yet. I mean, she is a murderer. She's murdered several people, but <laughs> yeah, a little different with Cersei, I guess. But she's yeah. been around the block a little longer, yeah. you know, and and Queen actually, and and stuff. So, um, but we do then head to uh, the the gardens where Lady Olena and Marjorie are about to leave. And she mentions the new prospective marriage between Marjorie and King Tommen. Mm-hmm. And she insists that you better get in there soon or else Cersei's going to turn Tommen against you real fast. And uh, she says, fortunately, Cersei's in deep mourning over the loss of her evil son, which is great. Um, and Marjorie insists that Elena cannot be certain of Tyrion's innocence. You know, like she's like, he didn't do it. And Marjorie's like, you can't know that, though. And she's like, oh, I do. Oh, I know. And she's like, oh, yeah. I know. And she's like, you can't know that, though. And she's like, oh, I absolutely can. You didn't think I'd let you marry that guy, did you? What do you know? And she's like, wait, what? She's like, yeah. yeah. I, wait, what? She's like, don't worry about that child, you know. That beast, she yeah. says. That beast. You didn't think I'd let you marry that beast, did you? The story that she told him before, or that she told Mark. Yeah, she's like, bro, I was fucking... Like- <laughs> She's like, when I was in my prime, I had a, I made a guy, he couldn't even walk for a week. You know, like, my granddaughter, let me tell you, I had crazy pussy. You know, like, that's what an insane conversation to have with your grandma. Then to Um, be like, I was good, but you're better. She said said that to Marjorie. She's like, I was good, but you are better. She's like, I don't know. That was just an insane conversation to have. But then, I mean, they you know, are. And it kind of shifts from sexual prowess to like just playing the game at large yeah, yeah, in they, terms of you're better. They know um, how to play the game. Like, yeah, they, that, I love the Tyrells, man. So Olena, another top contender for my favorite character. I if uh, through these gardens one more time, I swear, yeah. you know, she's like, I love. Yeah, Olena is always. She's the shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Oh man, uh, when I was in my prime, yeah, like it, I just amazing from her, and uh, an important line here because like I remember I thought that um, Marjorie's dad was uh, Olena's husband, like I yeah, yeah. was not Olena's son or um, at all. Wait, that's is that Olena's? It's Olena's son, yeah. Okay, yeah, actually, it's not married in. That's like by like actually. Her she like is her. married into the Tyrells, but the marriage she had with the Tyrell resulted in Marjorie's yeah. dad. Okay. So she did marry into the Tyrells, but 
Okay, no, I got that now. But yeah, I, I just... Olena is always, always great every time she pops up. I, I don't know, I love the season. And especially just how the gardens, like, she hates the gardens, but I love every time they have a scene in the gardens or anywhere, like, in the walks of, like, I don't know, just mm. a little walking path they have. Like, I just... I love just that that scenery and just visually. Yeah, it's I gorgeous. Just always love it. So, um, yeah, those the high guard or like the Tyrell scenes are always nice. They're usually around pretty stuff um, every time. But is it do do they cut from this to like Marjorie actually going to Tommen, or is there like little time spent in between that? I think there's a little jump between uh, this. I think we get Jamie. Uh, gifting Brienne a bunch of shit before that because it's still during the day and then Marjorie's scene is at night. You know, they still maintain that sort of timeliness. Um, Goes from Littlefinger or Jamie talking to Tyrion in the cell, then it goes to Littlefinger, that nice transition mm -hmm. of, like, not a murderer yet to Sansa, and then it looks like it goes to then this conversation between Marjorie and Olenna. And then the wall, right? Then it goes, yeah, back to Castle Black. John's fighting, training everybody. That's when Thorne yeah. comes out and is like, go find a pot to clean out. And then it goes to Cersei and Jamie. Their gotcha. conversation they have. And then to Tommen and Marjorie. Okay. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, she, uh, you know, they go ahead and we'll wrap up Marjorie's story here. You know, she's kind of shocked to learn that <laughs> grand Grandma killed, killed her fiance. Or her new husband, I guess. Not, mm -hmm. you know. She's like, so am I the queen? And she's like, well, more than, more than you would have been, more than you were with Renly, but less than you should be if he'd had the courtesy to die after you fucked. Um, yep. Glad though. Glad that did, they didn't yeah. get there. You know, we don't want another one no, of those for sure. running around. For sure. Um, so. Uh, but that night, she enters Tommen's chamber, slipping past the King's Guard with a very hilarious reasoning. There, um, Tommen going, "How'd you slip? How'd you get past the King's Guard?" Marjorie just goes, "King's Guard." Yeah. And there's no, there's no further explanation there, and I think that's hilarious. You know, uh, you think they know she knows about the tunnels or something? You know. Oh like, uh, no! I think I I think she seduced the Kingsguard guy. Like actually, just legit like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's just got to like that. You know, she probably or she was just like, "Hey, I'm the richest family in Westeros. You want some money here? Go, go take a leak or something. You know, like I, I need to get past." Um, but, but regardless, it's hilarious that Tommen's, you know, Tommen's young, very young. You know, Sir Pounce. Yeah. Sir Pounce. Uh, and at first I'm actually thinking it is like the Kingsguard member that he's calling for. Yeah, Sir Pounce. Like, yeah, you don't actually know that it's a cat at first. And like, yeah, you know, like he calls out for him because he's scared. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah. the Kingsguard guy that's in outside the door or whatever. And then he jumps on the bed after he's in the room and he's like, ah, Sir Pounce. And I I lost it. I was like, oh, fuck, it's a cat. Like, I don't know. Like, it was, yeah. it's just little. Well, and what's funny is this is like the first time Tom and hears that they, they're probably going to get married. Yeah, You know, like, nobody's had that conversation with Tom, and Marjorie's just like, well, you know, we're probably going to get married now. And he's like, oh, yeah? Yeah, is that right? And uh, she's like, yeah, you know, we might as well get to know each other. Um, And then the cat jumps up on the bed, and she's like, oh, this is a beautiful cat. And he's like, yeah, Joffrey didn't like her much. Uh, 
he said that he would, uh, you know, gut her and then put his innards in my food so I didn't know I was eating him. And Marjorie's like, oh, man, okay. Yeah. I mean, I know. I was uh, I was almost married to him. I know how much of a piece of shit he is, but... And the way Tommen, like, couldn't sleep before she entered because he was just looking at the hog with the arrow through its eye, and he's just kind of like, damn, my brother was a sick fuck, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's time for some redecoration, you know. Yeah. In that room. You know, he's he could doesn't have to keep that up there. I, I thought I thought he was he was probably going to get like take it down before he heard like Marjorie was like walking in or someone was walking in. I felt like that's what he was going to do. Like yeah. he was actually like about to be like, "Fuck it, I'm somehow going to get this off the wall." And um, again, a beautifully lit scene. You know, uh, the, the moonlight pouring yeah. in through the window. Tommen will one day jump out of. That's true. That is the window. Yep. <laughs> I always forget about that too. Yeah, poor uh, guy, man. Poor but guy. I, right I mean, after Marjorie dies. Yeah, man. And they, I don't know. This is actually kind of cute, you know. Like Marjorie's straight up just manipulating him, just so that she can become queen. Straight up. But there like, are worse people to be manipulated. This by. is yeah. This is I'm I'm all for this one, you know. Like you know, some most arranged marriages they don't even see each other till the day of their wedding. I think it'd be nice if we got you know to know each other a little bit. It'd be it'd be a whole different thing if Marjorie was like evil, you know. If I if I was like she's a bad woman, nah, she's a she's a good chick. She's just trying to be queen. There there are far worse people for Tommen to be matched with than Marjorie. So it's like you know what I'm okay with this. Um, but so, she promises oh. to visit him again, and Tommen falls asleep smiling. So cute. Yeah, he's like, you know, at first Tom is the one that's like, oh, you shouldn't be here. Like, if my mom knew, like, oh, she'd be so mad. I'm not supposed to see anybody. And she's like, well, you know, if we are going to get married, I hope we do have some secrets between us, you know, and that you don't tell your mom. And Tom was like, oh, he was like, okay. But then, and then Marjorie is then like, you know what? It is getting late. I think I should go. But is it okay if I come back again? Like, is yeah. that cool with you? And Tom was yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, you can you can come back anytime you want at all. I don't care. Yeah, it's yeah, like Tommen, man. This kid, yeah, like yeah, shit. I can't imagine being thirteen and Marjorie Terrell is just like visiting my bed at two AM. I'd be yeah. like, Yeah, yeah, come back anytime, you know? It's up like in his face, you know, like right before she leaves and she's you know, and then like just staring right into his yeah. eyes like right there yeah. and tom is just like is this is this yeah, she's good she's you know? very good yeah. you know <laughs> easy target but she's good you know <laughs> hey that, playing the game you know for yeah. for good reasons too like to feed people to actually want to feed yeah she wants to be a good queen you know she's not like she, she's taking over and then all of a sudden gonna turn evil and like now yeah, she it's not like she's gonna bomb the sept yeah. um <laughs> but uh Regardless, we're then going to head to the chambers of the King's Guard, where Jamie tasks Brienne with finding Sansa. You know, uh, he's like, "This is this is something you need to do." Uh, he's like, "You know, Catelyn's dead, but now now it's a vow to me." You know, and uh, here just her to find and keep the girl safe from those who would hand her over to Cersei. And this immediately, again, just him doing a bunch of really really cool shit. Yeah, it's hard to be like, "Oh man." Jamie, I really don't like you, so I'm gonna hate this moment. But like this yeah. moment is so nice. This like, yeah, her, like this is this is probably another scene that I considered yeah. top two. Yeah. Like it's it's 
such a good moment between them. You know, like in he's the- like, here's a Valyrian steel sword. You like that? How about a whole suit of armor? You like that? I'm going to give you a squire who I'm also doing a favor because he's going to be killed if he stays in the city. Just a, just a series of really cool things that happens here. Is that sword Jamie's or is that Joffrey? that was Joffrey's? That was okay. Widow's Whale. So like they I do think. have like the twin swords. Like still. yeah. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't thinking that he gave his sword. No, no, he still has his, and Joffrey's was left without a sheath, because he died. This is uh, true. Yeah, the only thing that sword has killed is a dove, so And far. a book. Um, yeah, yeah, that's Ooh, right. Fucked yeah. up a book. Wow. Cut open a pie. Much better, in much better hands. Um, yeah. That's for sure. And, like, even the, the way he describes it, you know, he's like, yeah, that, that's Valyrian steel melted down from Ned Stark, you know, so, so now you can use it to protect the Stark children. And I was like, oh my god. One like, day wow. they're going to fight back to back on the walls of Winterfell with these swords killing White Walkers. Fucking cool, man. That's real fucking cool. Like, uh, maybe in there. You know life, what? I'm actually going to change my scene to this. This was really like good. Pretty good. Yeah, like on for both characters as well. Like it mm-hmm. is a little tainted for Jamie, you know, whatever. But maybe I'll just get past that now. You know, I'm, I'm just going to ignore it like they did. Yeah, know? I'm because like... they. they but I'll keep it in mind, and I'll always despise that choice. Um, and and it'll always taint. That's why well, they did this. Like that's why they were like, we have to have Jamie only do good things right now. Go see his brother, talk to him, not kill him, be on his side. Come up yeah. to Brienne, give her a sword, give her armor, give her a squire, let her on their, you know, like go protect the Stark children. After my my sister wife lover told me to go and kill her you know like so like he's doing everything that you would want him to do right now but it's just like i guess last episode just that's just a normal event for jamie i guess you know like i think it's just a clear like brian cogman the writer of this episode just has a much better understanding of these characters i think than D D do um yeah and that's reflected in the fact that they asked him to run House of the Dragon. He was the showrunner for House of the Dragon, Brian Cogman. You know, they were like, you get this. You know, I think I think we'd be safe with you here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot easier when you have the written material to back it up, you know, from George, I'd say. And like knowing where the character's going and all. Like, it seems that whenever they had to come up with, with their own stuff to try to spice it up for television or whatever their thoughts were, I don't know. Just It just ended not, up being real things fucking Things aren't stupid. landing. Yeah, they're not hitting um, like they're supposed to. That's for sure. But Yeah, there was, a, there was a trailer for something on, I think it's a Netflix thing, coming out sometime in the next year. Because they had that whole Netflix event, the Tudum. Oh. Ta-dum. Didn't realize that's why it's called that. It's the sound that Ta-dum. it makes when Netflix Ta-dum. opens. Okay. <laughs> Didn't realize it until I said it out loud just now. <laughs> I've been reading it the last few days like, why the fuck is it called that? Uh, but yeah, it's called that because it makes the noise. Ta-dum. Uh, okay, cool. But they announced something that looks looks pretty epic, big storytelling. And the trailer was like, cool couple seconds. Boom. From the creators of Game of Thrones. Boom. Never mind. You know, like, 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 never mind. I'm good. Uh. Yeah, it's you know they did. They had a good run. 
you know yeah, I, I think did. everyone was like wow D and D they're amazing like I, I feel like people would oh yeah crazy for that like right now yeah it's just we'll we'll get there I guess when they really started well and you also you know there's they were always the showrunners but it's interesting to see what episodes they specifically wrote mm. you know and to see the effects they specifically had on certain things. And whenever it sticks out like a sore thumb, like last episode, it's like, man, y'all really, really fucked that up, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a, just a bizarre choice. But regardless, Brian Cogman does a lot to try and remedy it, I feel like. Um, as Jamie gifts the sword, gifts a new suit of armor, and he's like, I've got one more thing for you. And then we cut to Podrick Payne. Just standing there like, <laughs> yay, I get to serve once more. Um, and he's, he's just a uh, joy. Know? Pod is just, how can you hate Pod, you know? Love That's me some cool. Pod. Um, and that actor actually, uh, he, what's his name? Daniel something? Yeah, Daniel Portman. He actually just showed up in one of the episodes of uh, Black Mirror, the new season of Black Mirror. Uh popped up in lock henry i believe is the episode and as soon as he popped up he's a piece of shit in it he's not like a oh um there was another game of thrones crossover that i didn't even realize while i was watching but it's secret invasion uh the conspiracy theorist dude who's telling agent ross yeah, 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 yeah. is a uh, fire sword what's his name uh, yeah barrick barrick yeah and i didn't i didn't know like, i thought he, just... he looked familiar that makes yeah. that's awesome I guess just not the all the scars and all the beard and the look. You right. know, he, doesn't, he doesn't have the barrack look um, at all. But yeah, that was I noticed that. Like I saw, I don't know. I saw whether it was on Twitter or something like Marvel and Game of Thrones crossover. Um, but yeah, Pod. That's huh. I, I still need to watch those Black Mirror episodes. So that'll be that'll be fun whenever Pod comes up and I see oh, him. Oh fuck yeah! But yeah, that just reminded me of Barrack. Um, showing up no, I, shit. I, I did not notice i i just thought that that was some random random dude like that they just got in there to you know say some conspiracy theorist stuff and then get shot but uh no yeah it was barrack yeah, barrack on darian that makes sense no i like I, I there was something about him that was so familiar but i was it was the new mcu thing and i was just kind of generally i have a bad habit now where i mm. go into new mcu things kind of disinterested when i should yeah, to try to be open to it, but I'm I'm just kind of like, all right, here we go again. Ah, uh, shit, here we go again. Mm -hmm. But uh, love this moment where uh, Braun is seeing him, seeing Podrick off too. You know, like he's he's there with him and he's he's letting him go. And uh, before departing, Brienne, uh, Jamie is like, uh, you know, all good swords have a name. He looks looks at her. She looks at him, and she goes, Oathkeeper. And you could tell Jamie's like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, damn, you couldn't have come up with anything better. Like that was, oh man, like you have no idea how much this means to me, dog. Uh, like, and just one of those moments again where it's like, I can't believe there was such a stark contrast in characterization last week. Yeah. What a bizarre fucking choice. Because uh, they, they, even at Joffrey's wedding two episodes ago, mm -hmm. 
they were both giving, they were both giving each other eyes and Cersei was like, Oh, you love him. And you know, Jamie, Jamie's like, Oh, maybe I do. I don't know. Sort of thing. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I've never loved anyone but you though. So I don't really know. Um, yeah. I mean, even like Cersei, even this episode is like, and then, you know, when that cow brought you in or whatever, you know, yeah. calling a cow and then Jamie was like, like kind of, you know, he was like, Mm-mm. like, don't say that. Hey. You know, like, yeah, like, I get to talk shit about her appearance. You don't. But, yeah, and, and how, you know, Brienne gets Oathkeeper, which is really nice to see those twin swords, but then Podrick, you know, he gets he gets Tyrion's battle axe. Yeah, and that was, Wasn't yeah. that from, like, that group in the Vale that he was, yeah, like... I think it actually did originate from there. Oh, what were their names? Like, uh... The, tri- the mountain... The, yeah. the tribesmen. The hill tribesmen. Drog and Baga. I don't know, they just had, like... Yeah. <laughs> Viking ass Shaga. Shaga. Yeah. Um, like, it's just that one of their, you know, little little sword or axes, battle axes that he yeah. kept. Now, now Podrick's having. And, you know, you saw, like, Podrick smile. He's like, ah, oh, wow, this is so great. And he's, and then Bronn's just like, what, are you expecting a kiss? You know, go go get her horse ready, kid. Like, get come on. Get the fuck out like, of here. Uh, just everyone here is just, No, love it. Love it. That that will be my favorite scene. I just love that whole oh, thing. Oh, no, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. But uh, we'll then head to the Narrow Sea where Sansa is accusing Peter Baelish of having Joffrey Baratheon murdered. And Baelish is like, ah, you know, maybe, maybe not, but yeah. And uh, so, <laughs> Sansa's like, well, I know Tyrion didn't do it. I just, like, I don't, and Peter's like, why? And he's like, he just didn't. I can't really tell you why. I just know that he didn't do that. Mm. And uh, also concludes that Peter Baelish is far too too smart to trust a drunk like Ser Dantos to have actually done it. Mm-hmm. And impressed by her instincts, instincts, Peter is uh, like, "Yep, Tyrion is innocent. Good call." Um, and but you you did have a part in his death. You know that necklace Ser Dantos gave you? It was the murder weapon. You, know, you might have noticed that after the feast, there was a stone missing. Uh, slipped into Joffrey's wine. And Sansa's like, yo, wait, what the fuck? The Lannisters have done so much for you, Peter. Why would you do that? He's like, you gotta keep them guessing, boo. Yeah. <laughs> gotta have them on their toes, you know, his like. here is just a, I don't know. I don't know about his reasoning. Like, it, I guess it, it follows, but like. It calls back to that chaos is a ladder yeah, thing, you know? Yeah, He's just like, if nobody ever knows what you want, or who you are, or who you're loyal to, they can never know what you're going to do next. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. He has to be the unpredictable one, but in in that, in Joffrey's reign, Joffrey was the unpredictable one. He he was a loose cannon. You had no clue what he was going to do. But now, having Tommen, he knows it's Tywin. Like, he knows it's the small council. He knows it's not actually Tommen. He knows, that's what he says. He's like, now... The people in power are more predictable, like, you know, or whatever. He, I well, just that, that, that ultimately is revealed to be the reasoning. You know, Sansa's like, yeah. that's not all you would do it for. Yeah. And Peter's like, well, yeah, you know, Joffrey was fucking crazy. And I can't have that. You know, a king like him as an ally is more a hindrance than a benefit. Mm-hmm. Uh, more importantly, him dying was something that my new friends wanted very much. And uh, this will always help a new friendship to grow strong. And then it does that 
he's still talking, but it fades to Mar, it fades to Marjorie and Olena, which is your first little clue. Like, oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. That shit was Little hard. Just has so many hard lines. Like the chaos is a ladder. Aiden Gillen, man, he can act his ass off. Yeah. Like in, in this one, you have like, um, you know, I won't stop at anything to get what I want. And so, yeah. what, well, what do you want? Everything. Everything. Like he's just so, ah, uh, I, I, I love his character so much. What can you give me? Yeah. Everything. Like you were right about everyone, everyone firing all their cylinders. Like everyone is playing the character to their T. Yeah. Like, like Lena Headey, like playing her role perfectly, you know, like a- Aiden Gillen. Is it Aiden or Aiden? Adrian. Aiden. Yeah. yeah. Aiden. Uh like there's so many people that that just have such great performances but it's just for like the, a little one you know, scene. Like yeah, like one scene that was probably 2 minutes or 3 minutes long yep. between little finger and Sansa. Just how good and grand this show is, you know. Mm-hmm. That's we're at its we're at its peak, you know. I yeah. love season 5 and 6 personally. Yeah. I, I I love 7 and 8 for their for its own for my own reasons, you know. I don't think they're nearly as good, but I do still enjoy them very thoroughly. Um in terms of quality, you reach the end of season 4 and that's like you I don't think you reach a higher high. Mm. Um but uh we'll then head beyond the wall. We're at Craster's Keep. The mutinous deserters are still entrenched there, indulging themselves on the food store there and having their way with Craster's wives and daughters. Um, Carl Tanner, the leader there, uh, Carl Tanner from Gin Alley, drinking wine from the skull of Gior fucking Mormont. He's like, I'm the best. Nobody can fuck with me. You want to fuck with me? Nah, that's what I thought. You know, like, Dude's turn, fucking crazy. Turned into Craster, mm-hmm. but somehow worse. You know, like I, I like I, 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 they're both terrible. I don't know who's worse. You know, like Craster sucked, and he was art like already undeniable. Like, yeah, this is one of the worst dudes that we got in the show. Yeah, they came, they brought the heat very quickly with Carl, though. Yeah, and then and then you get the idea that he's doing everything Craster was doing, but also just like abusing the wives even more. Like, yeah. he's taking it to another level. And it's not mm-hmm. just Craster doing it. It's all the men that are there. Yeah. So it's, like, somehow even worse than Craster, you know. And, I don't know, this show can... They have a, a way of just making some fucked up people. Like, the, like it's The just, way he's like, I was the best hired killer back in King's Landing. Bro, they'd pay me a nickel and they'd never see that guy again. You know, I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you on about? Seven silvers. I don't know how much that actually is. It doesn't sound like a whole fucking lot. Um, yeah, no. For him, I guess. You know. Yeah, right. Um, he's but, like, I, I take on any night, anytime, anywhere. You can tell he's fucking cool. armor. He's he like drunk. Yeah, like a it's little... the fight between him and John that I'm specifically looking forward to next week. Mm-hmm. They have a sword fight that rivals pretty much oh, any. That's what you're talking about? That's yeah. sick. Rivals pretty much any fight in this entire show. Like it goes fucking crazy. Um, Another Valyrian uh, sword, man. Yeah, that and that's and at the same at all the while. Oh, that's that's such a good fight. Like the build up for it. Like you said, it's like kind of a small one that gets pushed to the side. But like now, actually looking at it, like it's 
Yeah, it's getting just like a couple episodes of build up, but like oh, it's good. Yeah. Uh, that, oh, that, that well, good. one thing that like kind of intrigued me about this is that John makes the point that there are 60 miles between the wall and Craster's Keep. That is not close. Yeah, what is You that? know, if we had to travel 60 miles from home, where could where could that get us like on a map? Um, just trying to just put it in, in real life terms, I guess. So that's two miles, five, 10, where's 50. There's okay. So about 50 miles from where we are gets us like to Sedalia. Like yeah, I was going like, to say halfway like, to Columbia. Hour drive, like hour drive. Yeah. More than a, yeah. That's a few days March, you know? Dang. Uh, man. And then they get there and they just start fighting dudes, you know, like that's. You got a lot. You got a lot of stuff no on your plate here. No time to just sit down and rest when you get there. You kind of nope. gotta go. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that's rough. No, that but is- uh, it's it's pretty incredible. And that's that's next episode. You know, so it's like we're they make some. We're taking a little time leap there. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just a few days, but it's 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 small. Um, but uh, at at Carl's orders. He tells Ras to go take the last son of Craster uh, to the gods, the White Walkers, as mm-hmm. Carl is well aware, apparently. Um, and, he, you know, he just leaves the baby on a patch of open ground and just really hard to watch something like this. I don't know. Just kind of like, ah, fuck. Like, you yeah. know, it happened so many times before. Like, Craster, yeah. he's been doing that for quite some time. Yeah. And they're like, well, if it worked for him, all right. Well, yeah, let's go ahead and let's see if we can't keep this good this good conscience going. But uh, you know, uh, he goes and leaves the baby there. He goes to feed a ghost, mm-hmm. but he doesn't feed the ghost, or he doesn't feed ghost. He just withholds food, pours water out. But then suddenly, gets really cold, even colder, as the water he just poured out immediately freezes over. Uh, and he's like, okay. I got to get the fuck out of here. That means the White Walkers are coming for the fucking baby. Um, And nearby, Bran Stark and his companions hear the child's cries. And warging into Summer, Bran goes to investigate, but Summer falls into a trap just outside Craster's Keep. And Mira Reed, sensing danger, urges them to move on, but Bran insists on trying to free Ghost and Summer before they can. And then, uh, however, they are taken prisoner by the mutineers here. Um, Yep. Some of the deserters amuse themselves by tormenting Hodor. How many Hodors do we get here? Six. And one of them was very slight, very, but I, yeah, I I went back, counted, uh, I think two or three times to make sure. Poor Hodor, man. Six. Yeah. These ones weren't good Hodors at that. You know, you No, they're tortured Hodors. They're sad Hodors. Um, If I was your size, I'd be king of the fucking world. Yeah. Rast, you're on your way. You're just not that tall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, I don't know. It was, it was a different kind of. I was counting them more of like, oh. No. Oh, oh no, yeah. No. There's three. Oh, there's. Not four. so excited to hear the Hodors this yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, but, I, I mean, good to add to the count. We got zero. It calls left. back to like uh, the thing that I always think of every time this scene pops up. Uh, is the scene in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 when all the Ravagers are, like, pouring alcohol on top of gr- Baby uh, Groot. 
They're just yeah. like kicking him around. They're like mascot, mascot. You know, they're just they're just fucking with him, and then he like walks away, all sad and stuff. Like oh. that'd be Hodor big time here, you know? Yeah. They're just like poking at him and stuff, and he's like Hodor, like kind stop. Of yeah, Hodor. Hodor's all he can say. I am mm-hmm. Groot. We are Groot. All, all, you know. I love just, you guys. Yeah. The uh but yeah, six six of them this week. Um. Yeah, but but not. Not six good ones, you know, but I, I don't know. At least more Hodors, less things is what we said. And uh, last episode, he had zero Hodors. The episode before that, only one. So at least we get um, a good we're, hey, we're making up some ground here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder what the episode will be. Like his last, you know, like uh, the actual. Oh, it's going to be a lot of Hodors. I wonder how many is in that one. That's a lot of things and a lot of Hodors. That's true. That's true. Like, do you uh, know what episode that is in specific? Season six, episode five. It's called the door. Door. Okay. I just let's take a guess. Uh, I'll put our predictions of how many Hodors we think are in that episode. Yeah, what's the over under? I'm gonna say that there are 48. No, I was going 30. Is the is the like mark that it's like? I'm gonna. Go I 40. think they pass 30. I'm gonna go 44. Does okay. a hold the door count as no. a Hodor? A full, so just a full-on Hodor. So the evolution, at some point, he starts saying Hodor. And okay. I think once that the words start it. blending, and okay. you, can, you can't you can tell so distinctly whenever it's like, Hodor, Hodor, Hodor. Because at some point, it once there's not a second duh in the middle, and it's just Hodor. Because he goes, Hodor, Hodor, Hodor. Hodor, Hodor. Okay. So it has to be a. So after that transition, none of them are counted. Or if he does actually give a Hodor, like do you think? Do you think there is a Hodor in after that? You know, after like there's maybe? nothing but Hodors after that. Um, and that's like, oh, and then Hodor. Like yeah, he when he starts saying end. Hodor is when you start counting. Hodor, hold the door does not count, but okay. Hodor does. Okay, okay, I'm gonna. Uh, I'll stick with forty-four. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I think it's less than we think, just because that's how the whole show is gone. You know, like the show on the whole, I've been like, God, I felt like Hodor was much more prominent. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go about ten less than you. I'm gonna go thirty-five. Okay, there we go. Now we just a little thing I wanted. I don't know. Just one. No, I like that. I like the predictions. What what episode was it? What episode was the door? Episode five. You're right. Yeah, Damn. You're right. Okay. You're spot on. Um. So yeah. <laughs> you know your app. I could not do that. I. That's so impressive. Like that's just insane. Yeah. I could maybe narrow. I couldn't even narrow down to a season. I'd have to think about that really hard first. Like, well, the I would have said season five, but we've done so much looking into what episodes Bran is in, and I know that he's not in season five at all. There you go. Um. So I was like, I know it's not this season. Mm-hmm. Must be season six. You know. Uh, all right. Well, there we go. I want to do it at least far enough back. Right, know, right. Yeah, like, we got we got some time to get there. Uh, almost exactly twenty episodes until then. Uh, there we go. Yeah, man. So we got a little bit. Yeah, we got some time. Twenty weeks, which is not close. That's five months. Forget about it. So we get there probably, and then I'll I'll look at it when I put in the number, and I'll be like, yeah, that'll be. Uh, oh, I was way off, or like yeah, we'll be we'll be coming around that around Thanksgiving. You know, uh, around that time of the year, 
Nice. Um, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, shit's not looking good for them. They get all locked up, and Jojen is uh, suddenly overcome by a seizure, uh, falls to the floor. Mira's begging to help him. Carl's like, yeah, fuck it. I'm, I got, uh, this kid's interesting now. He's Bran Stark. He's John's brother. Let's go ahead and, you know, ransom this little bitch. Um, yeah. That's, you know, he's like, I thought it was going to be another boring day. So, yeah. like, apparently they just get, they thought that, the, you know, they probably get a bunch of wildlings, I'd say. But even then, the wildlings probably are not like anymore because right of. Yeah, like with Mance and everything, so like yeah. they're all abandoned. So like, who who are they really getting? If this is, or maybe that's just killing someone is just so not even an event to him anymore that it's just right. like it's whatever. Um, he probably hasn't gotten to kill someone in a while. You yeah, know, I mean, like this would not be a. They've probably thing. gotten into quite the routine of just drinking wine out of a skull, having uh, raping Craster's yeah. wives and. You know, at some point you can, you, you just, you just go, man, is this all there is? For them. <laughs> yeah. That's, wow. Yeah. yeah disgusting. Uh, but we then head to our first sighting officially. Yeah. And yeah. full wondrous appeal with the Night King. Mm-hmm. And the little horseman behind him too. Like I, yeah. if you know, like if this is first watch, and and like we're covering it like this, I would go nuts for this yeah. scene. I would have gone, oh my god, the predictions would have started going crazy. Like there's, I think I even counted how many horsemen were standing behind him. There's six on each side, um, right? So thirteen, you know, with the Night King included. I don't know if that the guy the who thirteen, Karth. Yo, what's the connection there? You know, like shit like that. But mm. I don't, I, I didn't know if the, the other white that brought the baby there, if he's in that line, you know, with them all. I, I think, I'm pretty I think sure. I think every single one that is a white walker mm-hmm. is there. Um, Do you think all of those are Craster's sons? Like, is that ever like... We we still don't really know a lot about them. And that's what, that, you know, I remember all the theorizing about the White Walkers was like, is there like a White Walker village? Are there White wa- like, do they, do they raise the babies and they become like, or just when yeah. he does this, do the eyes go blue and then he just grows up into a giant fucking White Walker? Uh, uh, there's no real telling, you know? Uh, yeah. And that mystery, you know, while... It can be bothersome in terms of like just fucking tell me. It it, it makes them makes more makes ominous. Them more yeah, that's like a Jordan Peele, uh, how he like talks about horror and like how it's more scary if you don't know. Like it's if a monster's behind a door and it, you hear the knocking, all the sounds behind the door. That's that's what gets you more scared than like the actual door opening and the reveal mm-hmm. of the monster. It's the suspense that like gets you, and that's. They do it so well, like just out in the middle of nowhere. That blurred camera as he's like walking towards it and they don't show his face, but then they show it from the baby's perspective. And you're like, oh, this motherfucker evil. Mm-hmm. He's like blue Darth Maul. Yeah. Straight. That's a, that's a, I've never heard that analogy, but that's like perfect. Yeah, it you know, this like dude. Darth Maul. 
you you don't have to look at this dude for more than a second to know that he's you know maybe not evil. We don't know their their actual like reasoning for doing this, right? Know? Like who knows? Like maybe they're actually the ones in the right. You know, like yeah. through all of this, and we figure out that they're I don't know who knows. There could be something that changes it, but but for right now, I mean, how clear of a villain could you have? Like this this was. Yeah, it's just they've been teasing it for so long, you know, like just the threat of the White Walkers, and like we've only yeah. seen just a one at a time, but now we see like all of them on horses in a line. They're very organized, you know. Like it's like they're not just zombies that are out there killing. This is like a force. Like they yeah. are. A they've got they've got leadership, you know. Yeah. They have strategists at the top. Mm. Um. Yeah, no, this shit. Well, and that's the thing is that we haven't even. I think the only White Walker like zombie we've seen. I don't think we've seen one since season one. In Castle Black. In Castle Black, oh, like, and the little girl in the very first, like the very first yeah. episode. And I guess the one in Castle Black was just like that dude died north of the wall, so he, you know, like they didn't burn him, so he came back to life, and they just mm-hmm. threw, you know, killed him right then and there. And yeah, and then the only other the white that we've seen is just the you know the one who took the baby. I guess that's yeah. the only other. Yeah, you're right. Like it's it has been just very scattered. I don't now. think it's until like Hard Home that we really see what they're working with. Oh, we saw them marching past Sam. That's true. Yeah, we did. That's see when that. we saw what they're really working with. I was like, that can't be right. I was like, there's no way that's the first time. That's when we really see like, oh, they on their shit. They got some. They got a fucking force up there. Um, yeah, we saw plenty of zombies at that point. I forgot about that. But uh, where are they going? Where'd they I go? Think they're, I they're think they might. Towards the wall, right? Like, but then maybe they have to, like, avoid the wildling army. And that's what they're doing. Like they're yeah, you know, it would be smart to avoid the hundreds of thousands of people who could put a stop to you, instead of you know waiting for them to potentially die and going ahead and taking them. Then, you know, um, yeah, because I guess I never really thought about like that's a massive herd of zombies. You know, like that you'd think. Some wildlings that could, you know. Yeah, they're just walking in a fucking, like, figure eight all throughout north of the wall, just looking for people. Yeah, or or maybe avoiding, like, so that they they aren't seen, so that they can take their, you know, attack. Is Hardhome, is that the first time that they, like, that's the first first attack from... Yeah, that's the first battle, you know. I mean, that we see, because they fought the Night's Watch at some point. Right. And dwindled down their numbers like crazy. Um Wow. But Hardhome's the first time we see the Night King really be on his shit. Yeah. Unfair. Whenever he looks at John and is just like rise raises all of them from the dead. Uh, I mean I cannot wait to talk oh. about that one because I have a really fun fact about my viewing experience with this show whenever we get there, which is again less than less than twenty weeks away, which is exciting. Um that's only about 16 weeks away. Um, or yeah, 12, 14. The... Season 5, episode 8, if I'm not no mistaken. One. That's titled No One, so I guess that's probably more for Arya, the title there. Like, uh, learning is it season 5, episode 9 then, Hard Home? 
That's Battle of the Bastards. Wait, that's season, season six. Oh, You're on season six. Oh, no, oh, that fixes it. No, you were right initially. Episode yeah. eight is hard. Okay. Yeah. No, I. I was yeah. like, no fucking way. I'm pretty sure that. Yeah, no, I was down down too far of a season. But yeah, yeah you got to Battle of the Bastards, and I was like, ah, that's season six. That's I know not that one. right. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, actually, hmm. next se- that that's next season. Wow. Yeah, we're we're like fast approaching John's. Like, because he's been on a steady little incline, but we're about to get to the fucking, where he just launches upward, you know? We're at the the base of the mountain right now, you know? Like, we've gone up the valley a little bit, but now we're really starting. We're really there. To climb the mountain. Yeah. Um, And I think that true, like, it started this week, and then that sword fight with Carl next week is when you're like, oh, this guy's the shit, you know? And uh, we'll... We will obviously get to that next week, and I cannot fucking wait. But, uh, yeah, let's give this bad boy a rating. What do you say? I think we're ready. I think I was debating on maybe switching Kit Harrington to Peter Dinklage um, for the performance. Like, I gave Jon Snow my character and his speech at Castle Black my scene. Mm. Um, so I'm, I really gave Jon Snow a lot of love this episode. Um, but I think, I don't know, I think I will keep it. I really liked his, his performance. He did a good actually. job, man. Yeah, I, th- I think he does deserve it. Um, and, and, and that uh, puts he, Kit Harrington at four performance nods and Jon Snow at five character nods with Grey Worm cinching his first character nod. Nice. Yeah. Only up from there for both of those characters. Yes. Sure, like that. Two very, very likable characters. Yeah. Jon Snow right now, he's still behind. He just tied Rob and Ned. Wow. And they've been. Ned's been dead for so long. Yeah, John yeah. just tied him. He's still behind Tyrion and Danny. He's behind Oberyn. Wow. You know, like we're about to get to a point where John runs away with this fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I mean, John was pretty much undoubtedly my favorite character the first time I watched this show. I have no doubt about that. And he, I, I maintain that. I fucking love that guy. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, he's perfect. And. Just an exquisite, exquisite character. But uh... let's see. Well, I I think I enjoy this one a lot more than last episode. It had a lot, just a lot more going for it. Yes, it did. Um, and the moments were righted very some nice. wrongs. Mm-hmm. Got me excited. So I mean, I I think you know, episode two was a nine seven five. I don't know if if I'm all. What was last there. week? Um, eight two five. It's at minimum eight seven five. Yeah, it, think, you know, like I think nine, like just a nine. A nine is probably good. Yeah, yeah. This because episode one of this season we gave a nine two five, um, and I think it did kind of started off pretty like very well. I mean, opening a season in Game of that that's 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 already has had so much behind it. Yeah. But this this is just in episode four, middle of the season. You know, this is kind of like the finale. You know, we had the penultimate last episode, kind of. Um, mm. And then now this is like the season finale that's just in the middle of the season, sort of, sort of thing. But I think um, I think I like either nine or or eight seven five. Yeah, um, man, we gave season three episode four a ten in enjoyment. We gave season two episode four an eight, and we gave season one episode four an eight seven five. So this would come in second behind and now his watch is ended which is when the mutiny actually happened so we're a full season removed from that wow. um, that's nuts and then we're getting 
The Mutiny Resolved. Next yeah. episode. Is it next episode? Yeah. Yep. Like, oh, it's all... Titled like, First right. of His Name. Probably Tommen's cor- coronation. Yeah, I was going to say. it's pro- Yeah, probably not John yet. I got, I got John's his name here. Uh, Aegon of the House Targaryen. Targaryen the seventh of his name. name the Resurrected. The King of the Andals. Wow, the Resurrected comes that first? Wow, okay. King yeah, of the Andals. The Andals, the Boinar, and the First Men. Protector of the Realm. Lord of the Seven Kingdoms. The White Wolf. Mm-hmm. The King of the North. The Prince that was promised. The 998th Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. Lord of Winterfell and Warden of the North. Beater of the Bastards. Friend of the Free Folk. And Knower of Nothing. At the end there. That's... Ah, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. More of a, a fan, yeah, a very fan name for him. I don't yeah. think they, they say that every time they introduce him. You know, this man doesn't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> know of nothing. At the he end. is our king. Yeah. He doesn't know a fucking thing. No, uh, but, no I love that shit. No, but uh, a nine feels good for me. I, I do like that for this episode. Um, but critically, then it's a pretty damn good one. Um, that the transitions of scene, like scene, yeah. from scene to scene was the done. Editing. Really well stood out the acting was superb the writing was 10 times better than last week visually Um, not their best but definitely better than last episode and i think it's probably visually the best of the season so far easily Mm -hmm. and the first one that stood out visually in a little bit like several weeks i would say um so i'm pretty this one is i'm going nine two five nine five you know like i'm that's yeah the highest we've given anything this season was episode two at a nine two five um, oh, we gave that a nine two five, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, then I I think it's got to be nine two five. I don't think I can necessarily elevate it above that. I think that one was just written really well. Yeah, I think yeah, I agree. I agree there. And then if we do that, let's do the weight. Always have to. There we are. It is a nine one seven. So a nine two. Ninety two. That's pretty fucking solid. That's pretty fucking solid. And that does make it the. Second best of the season behind uh, episode two, of course, at a nine ninety four. Um, yeah, that would have made it pretty high ranking on every season, pretty much. Ninety two is mm. pretty damn good. Uh, yeah, and we also have the the not ten in the genre. Um, oh, true. We, we've 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 begun the weighting of things mm-hmm. that that does change it a bit. Uh, we we ought to go back and go ahead and edit the other ones at some yeah, point just to. Just go ahead and and do that. Because um, I'm curious. Too, I'm Quite still, curious. It'll make the colors look a little bad when I drag this down, but all the math That's... will be right. Um, oh, did it actually do it right and not fuck up the colors? It didn't fuck up the colors. Okay, wow. I really like. So now, I guess season three is all retroactively because all of those were tens. But in season two, we had some that aren't tens. Right. And, genre so i don't know if you do you want me just to go back and you know get rid of that and make that the same or okay um but season three is all all retroactive now um so gotcha yeah it's still it would have been pretty fucking good there Mm mm-hmm but yeah, man, shit. It was a goodie. It was another good one. And season four, episode five, is just going to keep that train rolling. Mm-hmm. This whole season special, man. So I'm very, very excited for it. Uh, reaching reaching the halfway point next week. 
yeah. electric. Another season. We're we're already like every time I think about how deep we are into the show, I'm like, God damn. You know, I was like, it's nice to watch it week by week. Like just it's like the pace of it is just perfect. This like, and that's the, like that is a very, like when they write a show very well for weekly television, like you can tell, like it's, it's not, not like a Marvel show where it's a six episode event and you have to have all of them together to really get everything. Like each of these episodes can just stand on their own pretty much. Um, yeah, we are 18 episodes away from uh, getting to a point where we will have been doing this for a year. Wow. 18 episodes of Game of Thrones away, which in the calendar says season six, episode two, but I don't think that's been updated. I don't, I think they're a little... Oh, no, it has. Maybe. Actually? Looks like it has. Here, let me check. Actually, yeah, looks like... Yeah, because it's coming out, yeah, the 26th. Should be right, I think. All right. If we stay on it and don't don't miss a miss a week. Yeah. Be right, Hard yeah. Home should be October 2nd. Mm. Exciting. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And a ho- little spooky, spooky month, ho- you know, Halloween month. Yeah. Where we'll get a little Night King Raising the Dead action. I like that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I like it. Go. Yeah. All right. Trying to see the the year the year mark because that'll be October thirtieth because we've been doing this since October thirty first of last year uh, is when we kicked this off um, huh. season six episode two that is can't remember anything particularly happening and my phone is conveniently being slower than it's been the entire episode six episode two home um is the the title of it after the let's see. Sansa get no. Uh, Bran trains with the three eyed raven. Mm. Tyrion makes a bold move. Yeah, okay, that'll be interesting. Hmm. I'm excited. Is we just got a lot to look forward to. Yeah, Varys is in Marine at that point, um, which is insane. Arya join rejoins the Faceless Men. Uh, Fuck yeah! MZ kills his father. Um, there. Oh, that's a goodie. It's a goodie. Yara and and Aaron hold Balon's funeral. That episode. Oh, so Euron. Yeah, Euron's back at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then John comes back to life. Oh, that's that's why it's a big one. I was like, what happens in season six, episode two? I'm like, it feels like it's a it's a thing, and it's it's John Snow. He wakes up at the end. Fuck yeah. All right, I'm ready for that. But uh, yeah, hell yeah. I think we'll conclude this one then. Mm-hmm. If you would, head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including written reviews and fictional writing here coming soon. For $1.50 a month, you can support this podcast and get nothing but written reviews. For $3 a month, you can get all our audio content as well as those fictional writings. It's going to be a lot of fun there. And you can support this podcast financially, which is huge because it costs me money and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. Head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. We are concluding our director's spotlight this week with Wes Anderson. Uh, Asteroid City came out. We, we saw it yesterday. We're talking about it. That episode's coming out on Wednesday. I'm mm-hmm. super excited about it. Um, 
we're officially concluding that. We'll be moving on to Christopher Nolan next week with The Prestige next Wednesday. Our uh, comic book movie journey through film continues this Friday for the first time in several weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, We will have Catwoman there. So coming back with a vengeance. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's, that's a fun episode. Uh, It's a fun episode. We don't get to trash movies a lot. Yeah. Because we're generally pretty positive. A movie's got to be pretty bad for us to not feel good about it. And we didn't feel good about it. Um, (laughs) So that's, that's something to look forward to on Friday. Um, leave a five-star rate and review wherever you might be listening. I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And a single day of freedom is worth more than a lifetime in chains. Didn't have a quote ready. Had to find it very quickly. (laughs) 